Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 265. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and listen to our sports podcast right after this. All right, Andy. I got a good uh, health update for myself that I'll, I'll share with the folks. Uh, you ready for this? That's uh, actually, in fact, why I had the day off. Okay. So uh, as you may recall, in the last year, I've had a couple of uh, you know skin cancer scares and surgeries and uh, had a checkup today and everything looks good. They didn't take anything off. So that's always nice. Okay. That was, I was like, I don't think he's going to say bad news just live on yeah. the show or anything. <laughs> ah, that's, that's terminal. Sorry. <laughs> stunning radio though. If you ask me, yeah. uh, it was my first, I had to switch insurances to Kaiser just cause it's the mo- like most cost effective plan for what is offered to me. Uh, paying, you know, way more money out of pocket, you know, on a monthly basis, but my deductible, like I paid 30 bucks today to go see these people. Um, that two surgeries I had last year and it cost me about four grand. Um, so obviously the hope to not have to have more surgeries, but it would cost a lot less than that. I think my like max out of pocket is like a grand or something. Uh, but I had to drive to Gardena to go to the specialty, uh, dermatology area of a Kaiser. And it was like the government made a baby with an Ikea store. Have you been to a Kaiser? I haven't, and I have Kaiser insurance, so um, never used it. It. I don't like to really, I can usually navigate through a building fairly well. I mean, part of my job is just walking around buildings. Um, I had to ask someone where the stairs were. Like, it didn't make yeah. an ounce of sense. Like, I, I walked down a hallway that just dead-ended and didn't do anything. Like, I don't know, it was like the Windsor, or Windsor, it was like the... The Winchester. Winchester. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm watching too much British stuff. I'll get into that later too. Um, but finally, I did find the stairs, and I was in like a. It looked like it was an entrance to like a clinic within the building, but no, they just have double doors for no reason to this waiting room with stairs. Um, but yeah, quite an experience. Yeah, you get to venture out into deeper LA County. Yeah, I don't like going that way. Um, yeah. Woof. But, you know, I don't have to go back for four months, so that's good. I've never been to a doctor. I had to go to a regular Kaiser just to get the referral. Yeah. Like two weeks ago or something, and they did my blood work and all that kind of stuff. And it was actually a very fast process. Uh, that was a different building, closer to my house. Popped in, checked in, paid the 30 bucks. They're like, uh upstairs take the elevator and uh it's you know suite 10 20 or whatever okay go up there i sit down in the chair in the little room the waiting room in that specific suite the door opens sean like oh wow remarkable it took about 20 maybe 25 minutes and that includes you know them taking your your temperature your weight your height uh doing the arm pump thing uh and then waiting to see the doctor him see, like checking you out, doing the questions, all that kind of nonsense. So that was very quick, um, which was, you know, completely the opposite of you know the experience I'm used to. Like Jerry Seinfeld says, like, 
why do they have to wait? Because we have the room. That's what it's for. You you wait out there. Yeah. Like, uh, no one needs to wait, especially when it's like if it's free, I'll wait. But if I'm gonna pay you four grand, you're gonna see me right away. Okay. All right, but yeah, let's let's move on. Uh, stay out of the sun. Summer is approaching, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be ninety here on Friday at the beach in Long Beach. Yeah, I mean that's it's cool that it's not gonna be like that forever. Oh no! Yeah, it looks um, like so but, on here. Come Monday, it's sixty-six degrees is the high, but yeah. Thursday is ninety-one here. I like how it switches off. Um, especially I'm indoors most of the time anyway, so I don't really worry about it. But that UV is rapidly rising, Andy. Beware. Yeah, I mean it's still early April, but yeah, by we're getting April, up to like eights, nines. Yeah. All right. You get like good ten minutes in, you know. Yeah. Don't do anything more than 30. 30 is probably too much. Yeah. Share the uh, update about Will Smith. Is he coming uh, on the pod? No, but uh, more more drama with the whole uh, ordeal from last week. Conflicting stories. Uh, the Academy said that, uh, well, they asked him to leave and he wouldn't leave. And then there was like, well, that's not true. And then uh, the story about like, well, they didn't know who was actually in charge because there's the the ABC producer. He's not really in charge of the Oscars. He's in charge of the broadcast. Uh, but no one in the Academy really had like a leadership role and didn't know what to do. And uh, it just sounds like a whole mess of like, well, why? Why was he able to stay? And it's like, so I think the Academy tried to be like, we asked him to leave and he didn't. And it's like, no, that actually wasn't true at all. Like you pretended <laughs> now that uh, people are criticizing you, you're pretending it happened. But then there was a whole second part of it where uh the police were like well we can arrest him if you want and like don't do that that would be a bad look chris rock was like don't do that i don't want that at all uh Mm -hmm. that's part of the story he's like don't i'm not gonna press charges like well that doesn't really matter uh because everyone saw it he doesn't yeah but that would also change the narrative to make him look like a little bitch yeah but so like he's like yeah let's just not do this but uh I guess what com- what came out of this, the Academy was like, we're gonna we're gonna reviewing Will Smith and we're gonna see what we're gonna do. And he just um said, uh, like, fuck you guys, I quit basically. He resigned from the Academy, which uh doesn't mean he's banned from acting, it just means he's banned from being in the Academy and going to the Academy Awards again. So he can't being- go to the award shows and he probably doesn't have to cut them as big of a check each, you know, paid to a paycheck that comes towards oh, I him. No, I don't think it's a union. So I, don't I think, think it is a union, Andy. They have a union already. Yeah. And I think they in have the to union. cut checks all day long. <laughs> that's the, that's the sag. Um, he probably still belongs to that and probably still pays for that. But the Academy is, it's just its own thing. I don't know. They make money because, they get millions of dollars from ABC to show this award show. Uh, I was already surprised. Is Will Smith, is he a normal attendee at like Oscars? Like he doesn't seem like an actor who is like he does Hancock and I am legend. Those aren't movies that get nominated. Well, he's definitely been nominated before um, Ali. Um, and then uh, damn that one where he's like the homeless guy becomes a stockbroker or whatever. Pursuit of happiness. Yeah. So he's had movies in the past that have been nominated. Um, and he's a big star, so he, he go, he's not there every year, but no one's there every year. Usually you're there if um, you're nominated or the movie you're in is nominated. And, um, I see. Yeah, he's not uh, in that many movies, actually, and you know, not that many that ever. So he's going to go to the years. way of Roman Polanski, where 
like if his movies from here on out are nominated, like he'll just be, you know, via Zoom or, or not at all. I don't think they asked Roman Polanski to do Zoom anymore. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, he won't ever be nominated until he's reinstated. So even if he has the greatest performance ever, he can't come. Oh. I, think he's, I think he's fine with it. Yeah. Well, what a way to go out, you know? Yeah, I won your fucking award. You didn't take it from me. I'm out. Goodbye. And you can give it to Sean Penn to burn or whatever. <laughs> Actors are so stupid. He was like, I'm going to melt my Oscar if you don't invite the president of Ukraine. <laughs> How dumb. How stupid. Yeah. It's always like a big threat, too, because it's like, well, Sean Penn, your your era is over. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I like the things you were in, but like. It's over for you. Like you're not. I don't be. <laughs> watch like I don't know. He's Bagoli. Um, he played Milk, but it wasn't about Milk, which was like, well, that's stupid. Um, he had a great like six year stretch. He's going um, to be in. I think it's a Stars show about Watergate with okay. him and uh, Julia Roberts. I actually want to watch that, but I mean, that's a show. That's not a movie. So yeah. I mean, he was. I he think was the show is mostly about Julia Roberts, his wife yeah. in the show. Yeah, he was on Licorice Pizza this year in a very small role that was fun. But again, that was like a cameo, basically. So he's not hmm. he's not leading Oscar movies anymore, like Mystic River and stuff like that. So um, still never what are we talking about, Sean Penn? You did it. I don't know. Yeah. All I'm right. Well, let's it. talk about Bruce Willis. Yeah, this is a worst story. Yeah. Um, so Bruce you Willis called it a couple months ago or whenever that we was. We probably had talked about this before. But yeah, Bruce Willis has been appearing in the like worst movies possible. Basically what would have been going the way of like the route of Nick cage. Yeah. The movies that would have been direct to video back in the old days, but now are like basically direct to Redbox If that's even still like that popular, um, they're not even like on Netflix. They're just low budget, poorly produced movies. He's been doing a ton of them over the last few years. And, uh, the story was always, he does them because he has, he has a fee and if people pay him, he'll be in the, the thing. So if you give him a million dollars a day, he will be in whatever uh, you offer him. That's that was the story that that I heard. That's why he's doing these. Is just like I want to make guess money. Gasoline Alley has a pretty good cast here, Andy. You've got Luke Wilson. Is that the one and, Kevin Sawa? Yeah, the guy from Final Destination. Yeah. So I read that like he's like oh he's actually he's pretty good in it, but the movie's terrible. But but the the thing about these movies is he's only there for a day, and so the movie is kind of shot around him as quickly as possible. He's never really the lead, but of course he's on the poster in the, in the front. Uh, so it's kind of like a scam. Uh, so this has been, I've talked about this. Uh, other people have talked about this. Uh, and very recently, this uh, YouTube channel that I like did a whole series on this. And then uh, after they did that, a bunch of people like commented saying like, Hey, I worked on some of these movies. Uh, the real story is that he is like losing his mind slowly and, uh, they even commented on like you could see he's wearing an earpiece in this scene. It's clear he's not even memorizing his lines; they're just feeding it to him. Uh, but yeah, people came out and said like, "Yeah, this is the true story." Is that he's? Uh, like- it's interesting that almost all of them too kind of piggyback off of the Die Hard franchise. Uh, I'll just read you a couple of titles here really quick. This is just in the last two years: Hard Kill, Out of Death, uh, A Day to Die. Well, James Bond should sue for that one. Yeah. Well, that also sounds like Die Hard, a day to yeah. die. Yeah, and they're 
it's the funny thing is the people that are in around him that actually are like fully healthy and everything. That's like that's where their careers are. Like you said, Luke Wilson. It's like, oh, I want better for Luke Wilson. But it's like, wait, Luke Wilson just isn't in things and good for him to get a paycheck. You know, he's got that idiocracy money. <laughs> sure. A movie My that question, Andy. Yeah. He's got eight upcoming projects. Yeah, Most of yeah. these are already slated for 2022. So they're probably done with his shots. But obviously the ones in production, I assume, are just you're going to have to CGI them in or swap them out. Well, no, he is CGI'd in for the most part. That's what's so embarrassing about these. Oh. So a lot of them, I mean, a lot of them are low budget and like he's filmed in from a green screen and then he's in a forest or something. Um, like if you watch this YouTube video about it, like they're, they're showing all the shit that send me this link, please, that they're faking. Um, and just like, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of times they'll shoot, uh, like a stand in from behind for scenes he w- would supposed to be in. And then they have like, uh, someone doing his dialogue from behind and it's just like really, really bad but the whole point is if you can get like a few people to pay five bucks to rent this uh off whatever service they have then you can make a profit because the movie isn't very costly um but yeah since since then uh basically his his family has come out and confirmed yes he has a medical condition that is affecting his his mental abilities aphasia Uh, yeah it sounds horrifying and it also sounds like a disney cartoon yeah, but basically everyone who's uh, criticized him in the past has kind of come out and be like, well, we're sorry. Like, we didn't know. It's like They is- revoked his Razzie. Yeah, that was, yeah, there's nothing. The Razzies did a whole category based on how he's making all these shitty movies and like, which one's the worst one? And when this first came out, they're like, we're not going to back down from it. And then like a day later, they're like, yeah, actually we are. Because, yeah, we look horrible. Because, um, yeah, everyone's like, this is this is horrifying, so. Uh, to slowly lose your mental capacities. Yeah. It's, it's like an early uh, dementia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they announced he will no longer be doing these. Uh, so hopefully he's he's done like 30 of these movies. He's put away $30 million for his estate. Pretty I'm good. sure he had some good money from before and we'll get family. He's not even 70 years yet. old. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the things is there's a lot of these people that are older and still going and, uh, Probably got some gnarly, like asbestos, uh, you know, climbing through the ducting for Die Hard. Yeah, I don't know if there's any link to how what causes this or anything. Or if it's, if you get hit in the head on a stunt or something, I don't know. You'd hate to think it's something that he did. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad. He's definitely he's definitely got a high approval rating. I'll say of any like movie star because he's done so many different things and he's been in classic movies, just like. People like him, and that's I think that's why this strategy has worked of putting him in these movies for twelve minutes and then putting him on the front. It's just like people like Bruce Willis. So, well, I mean, who doesn't like Die Hard? The yeah, first I mean, one through three, even. It's it's in addition to that. It's like it's he's done comedies and he's done Over the Hedge, a wonderful cartoon. Sure, uh, he's just he's been in a lot of different things. So. I like him in uh, Ocean's 12. That whole little scene's kind of fun where they're playing off of Julia Roberts. Her character looks so much like the actress Julia Roberts. Remember that? Yes, yes, I do remember that. But I don't remember anything else from that movie, so I I don't remember him being in it. No, Bruce Willis is in this hotel at the same time, and he he thought he saw her. And so they know she's Uh, pregnant at the time in, uh, in real life. And so they put like a pillow in her dress and put glasses on her. And uh, he they meet and they're supposed to, you know, she's supposed to, you know, 
pass it off that she's Julia Roberts. Yeah. Okay. Pretty fun. Where can you watch those movies? I mean, they're I, always I, on TNT or something. Yeah, I remember not liking it's that. It's on HBO one. Max. Yeah, I remember not liking that one at all. But I liked 11 and 13, so. I liked all of them. I mean, that yeah. one goes to France, right? Because it, it follows that guy. Maybe I just wasn't in the right mind for it when I first yeah. watched it. Yeah. And you have The Sixth Sense. I'm just scrolling through his movies. I still have on my list to watch The Siege, which also stars uh, Denzel. Okay. And Tony Shalhoub. Tony <laughs> Shalhoub, all right. The big hitters. <laughs> yeah. He's not at the Oscars every year. Why not? He should be in front row. Just put Shalhoub up there. Yeah, I mean, his work on Monk should get like a, mm-hmm. you know, um. Uh, honorable mention at least yeah they didn't even uh they didn't even give him any emmys they're just like it'd be too unfair they're just like it's not fair what you're doing on tv yep. no one can compete and obviously pulp fiction pretty great yes. uh, loaded weapon i haven't seen that in years and years and years but he's in it that had to be a cameo yeah he's uncredited yeah, yeah. man whose caravan is attacked because mm-hmm. that was a, a spoof of action movies yeah yeah. Pretty fun. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, awful news. Yep. Andy, we have some TV stuff. Got a lot of TV stuff to get through here. So uh, we're, I'm going to go quick. I'm going to start off here, though, with um, a It prequel. So It, the uh, Stephen King horror um, book that was made into a movie series. It 1 and 2, remember, not that long ago. Uh, they're going to do a prequel series for HBO Max. So it's going to be in that... Uh, line of movies uh i think bill skarsgård will be returning as pennywise uh it's supposed to take place in the 60s so uh the movie series was the 80s and then like present day or whatever it's every 27 years that's when pennywise comes out you know um so it'll be a series and that's uh, a cool idea i liked those movies for the most part and i liked him and i like horror stuff i like stephen king stuff Uh, This is part of a greater strategy that HBO Max is doing, trying to get series that are related to their film properties. So uh, we had uh, Peacemaker, John Cena's Peacemaker earlier this year, which was spun off from the Suicide Squad movie last year. Uh, They're also supposed to be doing a Penguin series uh, spun off from the the new Batman movie. Uh, So this is what they're trying to do. I think it's a good idea. uh, Make these kind of limited series, but like, connected to movies so they seem a little better hopefully better production quality uh i'm looking forward to this i i want to see more Uh, i wanted to go further because i believe pennywise has been there since like the 1700s uh that's the the story so it's not just the 60s it would be the 30s and the 1900s i think that would be really neat uh right now do it like uh they're doing yellowstone yeah just keep going back in time (laughs) Yeah, why not? Uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, another HBO thing here. House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel series, uh, finally has a date, August 21st. So, uh, Another thing I'm looking forward to, I, I'm going to give it a try at least. I think there's enough there. Uh, it could be its own story. You're not worried. But I'm, what I'm looking forward to is I think it's a self-contained story already. There's no, like, is the guy going to write the ending and any of that kind of shit? Um, and it's not the people that everyone blames for the last season sucking. They're not involved at all with this show. So 
holding out hope that this is this is good. So uh, it's a big summer release for them. Are you still talking about the It prequel? No, I said I moved on to House of the Dragon. Oh, never mind. I I, I forgot about that. I I thought you were talking about Jason Bateman's new project. I've okay. okay. Yeah, I gave you my list. House of Dragon. Yeah, House I, of I Dragon. skipped that one entirely because I'm I'm out. I don't care about them anymore. And that's fine. That's fine. But I will uh, at least give it a try and see uh, how it goes. Um, now I can move on to Jason Bateman. So Finally, we're done. we're done with HBO Max. Um, he's wrapping up, or he has already wrapped up uh, his show for Netflix. Why am I blanking? Ozark. Ozark. Uh, and he's a hot name right now. So uh, his next thing is going to be with Apple TV. So he's actually going to do a, uh, a movie, and it's since a hundred million dollars to get this movie. So Apple TV has, and they have unlimited money. Apple is ridiculous. Um, so they they can spend like crazy. Uh, Project Artemis, uh, starring Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson. So uh, those two have a lot of chemistry together. Of course, they were in the Marvel movies. Uh, but before that, they were, of course, in a perfect score together. Yeah, so. career killer. Yet somehow yeah. they survived. Well, yeah, they, they both came out of it uh, pretty fine. So uh, they've been working together for 20 years now, and they're still doing it. So uh, that could be cool. I never watched Ozark. It's always like on my list. Uh, it sounds like it's good, but not like essential TV. Uh, but he's he's done other things that have. He's a hot name. Like people want to be in the Jason Bateman business. You know, him but, and Ryan Reynolds are queued up to uh, produce or make a Clue. Clue, like the board game, based on the Hasbro board game. Sure. Okay. That'd yeah, be I mean, they already did that in the eighties, but yeah, do it again. It's time to redo it. All right, I got one more TV thing here. Let's hear it. It's been, it's been a lot. Uh, this is uh, ordered by FX called The Sterling Affairs, uh, starring Lawrence Fishburne as Doc Rivers. Uh, this is about the Clippers and the Donald Sterling scandal where he was forced to uh, sell the team after uh, being recorded saying racist things. Uh, but of course, everyone who already knew about Donald Sterling knew that he was saying those things for years uh, was not a surprise, but uh, it was the the recordings that really did him in. So uh, FX is looking at, I don't know, the, the Lakers show on HBO and like, hey, we got to get in the business. How about the Clippers? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, but no, this is based on, I think there's a book and a podcast already. Oh, I'm sure. Um, about this whole saga and everything with, uh, you know, the NBA having to act quick. Uh, the Clippers in the middle of a playoff round. What were they going to do? Were they going to sit out a game? And basically, Doc Rivers taking charge, and um, then ended up getting like the hand, getting handed the keys to the franchise basically after all this uh, came about, and uh, didn't work out well for my team. But uh, there's an interesting story there. I I care who uh, is, is Steve Ballmer going to be in it, and who is playing him. That's all I care about. Um, hmm. I feel like there's a few people that could do a decent job of him. Can we bring Philip Seymour Hoffman back from the dead? Yeah, that that's yeah. that'd be on the nose right there. Yeah, um, but it's it's it, this is my team, so I gotta I gotta be interested. I don't know if this is the best idea I've ever heard, but uh, I have to support. I, f- I feel like we finally made it as a franchise. We're getting our own TV show. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that'll be exciting. You know who won't play him is Jim Carrey. No, I don't. I don't think so, uh, because he may be done altogether with acting. Uh, I don't know if you've 
paid attention, but he's been in the in the news a lot the last couple of weeks. Two hundred million dollars. He'd be uh, yeah suing Will for. Uh, the um, reason he's had all these statements is he's in the middle of a press tour for his uh, upcoming and perhaps final film, Sonic the Hedgehog Two. So, uh, yeah, he's been he's been out there and making statements. Jim Carrey does not care what he says, so uh, he just he's he's open. Yeah, he's been criticizing Will Smith and going after uh, Hollywood in general. And uh, yeah, recently he said like I this is probably it for him. He's probably done. Uh, I don't know what that means for Sonic the Hedgehog Three. Uh, but uh you know just a new voice yeah cgi well, still I mean, him it's literally it, it's physically him it's not an animated uh, movie cgi is so. still him yeah or bring philip seymour hoffman back from the dead there you go You'll get it done uh yeah it's a little sad but also like yeah you deserve this i'm fine with that jim carrey if you want to retire you can retire you uh are still a legend. You can't take that away. You can't take Dumb and Dumber or the mask away from any of us. So, yeah. If this is what you want to do, uh, he has had an interesting decade. I mean, there was the whole, you remember the whole thing with Kick Ass 2, where he was in it, but then he disavowed the movie because it was, um, there was violence in it. It sounds familiar, but no, yeah. it's not really ringing the biggest. So it was a, you know, those movies are fairly violent, and it's like it was going to be a big deal. He's going to be in this movie. Uh, and then I believe it was after the Sandy Hook shooting. He basically is like, uh, uh, I don't like, I don't want to be part of this movie anymore. Like he already filmed it, but he's like, I don't want to do any press or anything. I, I don't support this movie coming out. It's too violent for this world. And it's like, well, that's a little, little much, but you know, his loss. Those movies are fun. Nick Cage is in him. Oh, he's in the first one. Yeah. How about Nick Cage as Steve Ballmer? That'd be wonderful. <laughs> All right, there well, it is. That uh, him or uh, or bust for that. Yeah, is he is he done TV? It seems like he's like such a movie guy. He's like I'd rather be in like the worst movie possible than than a TV show. I think when he sees that it's a reoccurring paycheck, yeah, that might move the needle a little bit more for him. All right, well, we're gonna get into what we've been watching, but before we do, Andy, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't need, know you needed. Now, this thing works through the dog's current collar or harness. So, head over to the... To- I don't know. Andy, I'm butchering this read. Head over there and plug in promo code... Tony? That is T-O-N-Y. And they're going to give you a 65% off. Whew. We're going to get through this, Andy. So, thecliplessleash.com. <laughs> plug in promo code Tony. For 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. You know, it's one of those things where you're just like, it's already going bad. Might as well yeah. have some fun with it. Yeah. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? A uh, solid five. A solid five, he says. I have two. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to talk about a couple TV shows uh, that we can get into. Start with you. Um, first up, I watched the first episode of Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. It's only one episode out. It's going to be a weekly, weekly release. Uh, I liked it. Didn't love it. I think uh, there's some interesting stuff here. It's very different from anything that Marvel's done before. So I think I can get away with being different on a, a limited series like this. Uh, very much like Venom. Uh, so Oscar Isaac plays the main character here and he's works at a museum. But maybe something is taking over his body and is like doing superhero stuff and he doesn't know. Uh, and then it's talking to him and it's 
it's weird and out there. And um, Ethan Hawke plays a cult leader who can kill people with magic or something. It's it's very different. Uh, so I want to see where it goes. But uh, it is noticeably a TV show versus a big budget movie. Uh, but that's fine. You know, you got to you got to be able to make things of different sizes of budget. Yeah, can't they just... can't all be just gigantic. Yeah. So that's I want to see where it goes. Um, and then the other TV show I watched, uh, I finished out Our Flag Means Death. I was on HBO Max, pirate show. I talked about it a few weeks ago. Uh, it's all out as of last week. Uh, I had said like I liked it, but didn't love the first few episodes, and I wanted to see how it goes. Uh, the show is great. Uh, it definitely does pick up after the spot where I stopped. Uh, it just gets better. Uh, they introduce Taika Waititi as Blackbeard. And I thought, oh, this will be like maybe a couple episode arc. But no, he is a co-lead for the rest of the show. Mm. Uh, and it is just great seeing um, Reese Darby and Taika, just two guys who've known each other for 20 years, uh, just playing off each other. And you could just tell like, oh, this is something they just totally are ad-libbing right now. And uh, it's pretty cool. It's also historical. When I looked it up, I didn't realize like this was... I mean, it's a comedy, but it's based on real characters. Of course, Blackbeard is a real pirate. I knew that. But uh, Reese Darby's character, Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate. Uh, he was a, basically a rich guy who left his family to become a pirate. That's a true story. And he did have a friendship with Blackbeard. And it's like, oh, that's cool. I that's did, interesting. Did not expect that. So, I mean, yeah, that's the premise. He's just kind of a, a rich landowner um, in like Bermuda or something like that. And it's like. I want more excited in my life. So uh, he became a pirate. He had the money to buy a ship and everything. Um, we should all be so lucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very uh, nice series. Um, hopefully it gets renewed because it's not, it didn't end like with a clean ending. Um, and it seemed like people liked it. Like my opinion is pretty uh, shared where it's like, okay, maybe the first few episodes aren't amazing but like it's a much better show over the course of it so yep yeah you never know maybe it will all right well that's uh the tv shows i've got so uh you want to do a movie or whatever you got you want me to do something yeah okay i'll do uh my tv show that i actually turned the game off was that last night yeah the national championship yeah to watch this instead so I'm going to London in November, and so I'm uh, just trying to cover all the bases so that I'm, I'm well-informed and know exactly what I want to see and make sure that we don't miss anything. So I've been watching a lot of like travel shows and history shows about London, because if you didn't know, the town's pretty old. Uh, so Andy, I watched on Netflix a show my parents actually rave about, the uh, creator of Everyone Loves Raymond, Phil Rosen- Rosenthal, does a... Uh, a documentary show where he travels and eats and it's mm-hmm. called somebody feed Phil and it's on Netflix. And I watched, I think it's ep- uh, season three, like episode five. Uh, he goes to London and uh, you know, he even talks about it. He's like, you know, most people don't recognize London and England for that matter as a, a foodie place, a place with good food. They're notoriously the, the butt of the joke for food. And he's like, eh, that's not really the case. There's some good stuff. And he goes and he has what looks like a very tasty uh, fish and chip at a place. I think it's called Fred's. 
fish and chips or something like that. Um, I worry about that because when I have them here, I get an instant stomach ache. But I think that's also because it's America and we just overdo it on everything in terms of oils and all that kind of crap. So I don't know. I'm sketchy on wanting to try one of those, but you never know. I might. Um, and then he goes to some good breakfast spots and different markets that are, you know, like open air, big places, all near where I'm staring, staying too, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, got some good uh, places that I'm planning on uh, trying out when we're there. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I've, I've done that before. Watch the travel shows before you go a place. Um, I watched, uh, I think I watched season one of that show and he's, he's a very, very pleasant guy. He's just kind of a goober. Yeah. Uh, my parents had shown us the Venice one. That, for some reason, seems to be their favorite, I think. Or at least, like, they're like, this is the good introduction one to get you hooked. And yeah, that one's fun. He just eats a lot of gelato and uh, just food, constantly food. Like, how long do they go for? Or how much can he actually eat in one sitting? Because it, like, He's running with these like athletic guys that he met. We watched the Ireland one too at one, one point and they meet him over here in London and their whole thing is, well, let's go to this place, but then we're going to run and do push-ups in between, go to this place and eat and have a, uh, you know, a cup of coffee and keep running and doing push-ups and climbing trees and shit. It's like, that doesn't seem like the best workout idea to me, but yeah, put back some food. I mean, they're edited. Um, Remember when we used to watch uh, our old favorite show, Drinking Made Easy? Oh, yeah. They'd go to the town and like they'd film it like it's like we were there for two nights and we did this. It's like probably not. They're probably there for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, but Well, that you, know. you got to be. Otherwise, you're yeah. just doing a wine taste and spitting it out. Food, some people can eat a whole bunch. And I mean, they're not eating the whole thing most of the time. But Phil actually is usually... <laughs> The whole plate. I mean, they're not It'd be bringing them a salad me. with it and soup and all that. They're just here's our, you know, specialty sandwich or or whatever it is, and he eats the whole thing. Yeah, pretty good. All right, Andy, what else you got? Uh, so I watched a movie in the movie theater. Whoa! I'm gonna guess you never heard of uh, called The Outfit. Nope, never. Uh, heard of that. I have never heard of it until just looking at the listings and like because well, I have that pass. Like, what's out? I've never seen a trailer for this. Uh, Mark Rylance is good. So it's Mark Rylance as uh, he's a tailor, although he'll say he's not a tailor. He's a cutter. A tailor just edits the suit uh, or alters the suit. He cuts the fabric and makes the suit. So that's a different job. So it's very, uh, very important. Uh, He's working out of Chicago, but he's still very much a British gentleman. Um, And in the 1950s, and he kind of does favors for the mob uh, or they Let's he lets them use his his back room sometimes, uh, and uh, some bad stuff happens, and you know ends up being some uh, some drama happening at his shop. So the whole the whole movie takes place really over one night in his uh, shop and with different characters. So it kind of plays out. It's like a play in that sense, um, but very you can tell it's like well, this is a good this is a good COVID movie. And it's something only six people or something in one location. You do it cheaply. Uh, it's very good, very nice thriller. Uh, a lot of a lot of twists, maybe too many twists, but um, things are like okay, you're paying attention. Well, what's going to happen here? What's going on? What's the secret that's being revealed? Um, but I thought it was really good, and no one has ever heard of this movie ever. Yeah, uh, just like oh, this movie's playing. Uh, so if that ever comes out somewhere streaming, I definitely think you should check it out. It's an hour and a half. I mean, it looks like it's already on Hulu. 
Yeah, but it's like just... the poster for it's like I'm surprised it doesn't have on the bottom like in green Hulu. Yeah, but it's it's in theaters and <laughs> probably not very many theaters, but uh, it exists. So it's just kind of strange. Some movies get made, and then who knows how they're going to get released. They have to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 very good. I mean, you've seen him before and things. He's just he's Bridges a professional. He's a professional. He knows what he's doing, and he's definitely in his element with this role, playing a nice British gentleman. So, all right, uh, you want me to go for my last one, or you want to go again? You saw no, two more. Let me do one more because it's uh, got a little similarities to this. Uh, you actually watched this uh, Windfall on Netflix, uh, similar to the outfit, one location. Not many actors, uh, quick little thriller. Yeah. Um. So it's funny is the reason I watched this movie. It was like nine o'clock. I was like, well, what should I watch? I'm not tired. I didn't want to watch anything long, so I saw. Well, this is quick. Perfect hour and a half. Yeah. And then uh, this weekend there was a sketch on SNL with uh, Pete Davidson, uh, where he did a rap song all about choosing quick movies on Netflix. And I was like, oh, you see, we we think alike here. And it was. Uh, oh boy. It was a fun little video. It had a uh, dirt nasty and he does a, a verse and his verse is all about the earnest movies. Cause they're all short. You can watch all of them. So uh, that was a highlight for me to see mm-hmm. him dressed up as earnest in this music video. Classic. Yep. Cause you know, I love earnest. Um, but yeah. Windfall. It's, it's a nice little movie. It's right there on Netflix. It's quick. Uh, the actors are really good in this, especially Jesse Plemons playing, uh, Kind of an awful dude. <laughs> you slowly realize, like, oh, this guy kind of sucks, but yeah, um, <laughs> he's just good at it. He's uh, he could play dumb, he could play smart. He's interesting, definitely an interesting actor. Um, My dad can only see him as uh, you know the enforcer or whatever you want to call him from Breaking Bad. Yeah, and that's like such a that's completely different than this movie. Yeah. Um, so another interesting thing because I usually look look up uh, these movies like production everything behind the scenes that's uh, directed by a guy named charlie mcdowell um just the girl's husband yes uh, he's also the son of malcolm mcdowell um and mary steen virgin which is like wait they were a couple that makes like no sense uh but they were in the 80s and uh she's been with ted she's been with ted Danson for like 30 years so it's like uh that's crazy but uh so this charlie, charlie mcdowell has uh, interesting family here. His stepfather is Ted Danson, and his father-in-law is, is uh, Phil Collins. It's like, all right, yeah, wow. <laughs> Love to go to their Christmas. Yeah, um, but yeah, solid movie. Good, three out of five. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. It's a good Netflix hour and a half movie yeah. to watch. Also, I did see. Uh, also, that's Jason Siegel's house. Um, ah. people, people did some some investigating that he had said in interviews that he lives on an orange grove in Ojai, and then like they <laughs> found real estate listings i'm like oh you guys know what you're doing okay cool well perfect <laughs> got paid double yeah i, I mean, just that's... read in the trivia on here he pitched it over zoom at two months into covid because it's a the you know idea of the movie is perfect for covid small set closed set four people yeah and that that, al- that always works um a COVID movie always works. No exceptions. Uh, do you want to do your next one? I'll do my last one. Yeah. I watched again. This goes with my theme of London, Andy Notting Hill from 1999. Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts with, uh, Reese Ifans. I think is how you say his name is, uh, the 
comedic backup. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was perfectly lovely. It's a wonderful movie. It's um, if you've seen Marry Me, the new one, which I watched that also also on um, Peacock. We uh, we got Peacock just to watch this. And I think there's a couple other things on there. I, I've kind of bookmarked. Um, this is Marry Me. Just better. Uh, Marry Me is newer. So if you have to have like iPhones in your movies to watch them because you're you know five uh, this isn't your movie because it's from 1999. But Hugh Grant is, he has just that wonderful, like, dorkiness to him where it's its very, you know, effortlessly funny, I suppose. And uh, Julia Roberts is basically playing herself. Um, one line in the movie, Andy. So she's a movie star. I don't i don't know if you're familiar with this movie. I had never seen it before. I've heard the premise multiple times. I've never seen it. Uh, so she's a movie star and... They meet, uh, he sells travel books in a bookshop that's only travel books. And she walks in, and uh, I don't want to give the whole thing away, but they end up going on a date, but that night is his sister's birthday. So he's inclined already to go to that, and she's like, well, I'll go with you. And so she goes, and she meets you know his sister and a couple of friends and her uh, sister's, no, another group of, like a husband and whatnot. And uh one guy's asking her, he doesn't know who she is. Uh, he's like, Oh, what do you do? I'm an actress. Oh, that's, you know, that's really a crapshoot. I hear it's pretty hard, huh? And she's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bitch. And he's like, well, you know, what have you, you know, doing any plays nearby or anything? Or what do, what do you, what do you do? He's like, ah, oh, mostly films. Oh, movies. You know, I hear you don't get paid a whole lot. What did you, did you get paid for your last movie? She's like, $15 million. <laughs> he's like, what, what? And uh, that's actually what she got paid for Notting Hill. Ah, okay, yeah, pretty good. Um, and yeah, so that's a funny scene. It's it's good. And uh, also, Dylan Morin, name probably not familiar, but he's uh, good friends with Mister Sean of the Dead. He's okay. in here uh, briefly, but he's funny. He he tries to steal a book. Um, I enjoyed it. It it doesn't show as much of London as I would have liked. Uh, Notting Hill is you know, a, a little area within the London city limits, you know, how little areas mm-hmm. are named. Yeah. Uh, and so it takes place all there. Um, I wish there was just a little bit more. There's a good driving scene, um, but oh, it's funny. I, uh, I enjoyed it. I honestly would watch it again. Yeah, what happened? Why did Hugh Grant get canceled? Like, what did he do? Andy, there was a scandal. Oh, he yeah, was canceled before people were canceled. A prostitute. Yeah. He was caught. With a he prostitute. had a prostitute. Yeah. Which you're not allowed to do back in the nineties. I think like Jay Leno made him apologize to the world. He like beat him on live TV or something like that. <laughs> really? It's like, how dare you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm we, making shit up. I don't know. There's something like that. But we yeah. liked him. Uh, Mickey Blue Eyes had come out, you know, in the 90s and uh, whatever else. And then, I mean, I recently About watched him in The Gentleman. It was good. Uh, um, he, yeah, he's he's got some chops. He's He's talented. Yeah, now he's an old guy. And that's funny, but. And British, which is always funny. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't watch that anywhere other than Peacock Premium. So All we right. paid four ninety nine. Yeah, I mean Peacock is is, is a channel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like well, your options are you can buy it for fifteen bucks, which is just an insult. It's like why is a movie from the nineties fifteen dollars? Like it yeah, should be just... five ninety nine at the very most. Four ninety nine, I I love it. But it's like oh, or you can rent it for four bucks. Or you could get Peacock for a month for five bucks. It's like, all right, well, I'll take my chances and see if there's anything else I'd like to watch on there. Now you can watch the Tiger King, but no fictional version. 
Yeah, no? I don't think okay. so. I think that's their new show out. Yeah, I saw that. All right. Well, my last one. Uh, remember how I said COVID movies, they always work out. Uh, no exceptions. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I lied. Oh, because I also watched the new Netflix movie called The Bubble. Uh, Judd, oh, Apatow's the Judd Apatow newest movie, and uh, it is not very good. And um, everyone agrees. <laughs> it's got very low reviews. Very strange. There are definitely funny moments, but overall it is um awkward and just feels feels kind of bad like it's like oh i don't actually want to watch something the covid jokes are kind of like i don't want to really joke about this um there's i said there is some good stuff but it's it's just there's just something off about how it feels i feel like they could have done could have gone a couple different ways uh with this movie maybe make it more silly or make it um like a mockumentary like a christopher guest movie of them make trying to make this movie uh, but instead, it's just a normal movie, and uh, there's kind of a main character. Karen Gillan's kind of the main character, but also everyone else has their own storylines, and there's just a ton of people in this movie. So it is a good cast. You've got David Coveney and Keegan-Michael Key and Pedro Pascal and it's like all these people, uh, but it's like they have to be side characters, but also they have to have their own stories because it's just, a, I'd say, a poorly constructed movie. Uh, it also could have been better if it was just a little more serious because that's... Uh, Judd Apatow movies are great, but they're they're serious dramas on top of being comedies. Uh, they're not just silly, like gross out humor comedies or anything. They're they're about things. They're usually about a relationship or something. And um, this is not. This is more just a silly farcical movie. And it's like I don't think he's good at that. Um, everything that he's done before is is you know funny people. It's like that's a that's not a that movie's making fun of dumb comedies like that with Adam Sandler's character. So I don't think this was his strength, but maybe it's just like, maybe I want to try it and Netflix is going to give me money. So I guess I can't fault him for it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know if I'll, I'll be uh, getting around to that one. It is supposed to be set in London, right? It is. Yes. But yeah, I don't, also, I don't think that'll make the cut though. It's not in London. It's in a yeah. hotel. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> Is there any? Yeah, there is some London stuff in it, but um, like London people, I guess, but also not. I think it's like oh, a hotel manager, uh, Peter Serafinowitz, uh, brilliant voice. You've seen him in things. He's like the producer. He's very British, but yeah, that's that's as London as you'll get, I guess, in this movie. Borat's yeah. daughter is, is isn't it? So it's the first thing since the Borat movie, where it's like, oh, okay, her, yeah, all right. Oh, John Lithgow's in it. Yeah, very, very small. That's that's the thing is they were able to do little cameos like that because of its nature of the movie. I mean, he's literally a Zoom cameo. It's like, let's get him on a thing. It's like, was he working with John Cena again on purpose? John Cena was also a Zoom cameo. Um, but we're yeah, I mean, together. he's he's he broke he broke John Cena. Remember John, John Cena's first movie role was in our first real movie role was in Judd Apatow's Trainwreck, and he was like great in. The one scene he was in, um, but I guess you're referring to. Um, I've never seen that. Daddy's home. Daddy's too. home too. Andy, come on, get it, <laughs> get it together. But I mean, he's worked with John uh, Abdel worked with John Lithgow from uh, This Is Forty as well. So it's a lot of people he's been with before. Ah, uh-huh. um, yeah. I don't know where he met Pedro Pascal, but just other than he read the room and was like, "That guy's the most famous guy in the world right yeah, now." Yeah, he's so, the it guy right now. Yeah. 
Um, or David Duchovny, just a just an X Files guy. I don't know. Yeah. And he he's just playing uh, he's just playing Californication. No, I I saw a thing the other day. Uh, he dated his wife before they were married. Mm. He dated Leslie Mann. Yeah, they're they're an off again on again in this movie, and it's not that funny. Um, yeah, but he's literally just doing Californication, where it's like uh, that's all he's, he has. he's over he's overly horny. Yeah, he's also trying to rewrite the script while making the movie, and it's like oh, okay, yeah, classic. <laughs> Does he smash one headlight of his Porsche when he drives back to his beach house in Venice? Uh, there's no driving in this movie, so. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't intend to watch that one. Yeah, you could skip it. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, that is it. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 265 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy. Yeah. We'll see you later.